Project. Welcome to The Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place you can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. I am your host, James. So it's a conversation of one today. One of those. So, uh, yeah, deal with it. Um, yeah, I had to take that intro like three times because uh, David always says it. I forgot the order of words. So uh, shout out to you, David, for always nailing that intro. Um, but yeah, we got busy, different people, had different stuff going on. So <clears throat> I'm going to try to knock one of these out solo today. So we'll have something for you guys. Um, so yeah, hanging out in my house, doing it solo from my little studio. Feeling weird. The guy behind me keeps cutting his grass. So uh, hopefully you don't hear lawnmower from time to time but we'll deal with it if we do anyway so there's nobody here for me to talk with um so i'm just gonna i'm gonna update you on my life a little bit before i get going the uh i don't remember where i left off my hard drive story but the uh, ending is i lost i uh i failed the hard drive won I did not recover my data. Wah, wah, wah. There's the sad trombone sound. <sighs> yeah, anyway, it's whatever. You know, spent way too much time trying to save that information. Um, good news is I realized I actually had some of the important stuff I needed off there. I actually had. So that's cool. So I didn't lose like everything. But I, I mainly felt bad because some of the uh, stuff I'd been working on for some of the other bands was on there and I lost that I'm gonna have to redo that and I feel Not so good about that, but they've everybody's been cool about it got me a new hard drive got me an SSD drive so It's not really a hard drive um, Yeah, I'm stepping into the future We're going digital can I say and then I'm gonna use the cloud as my backup I'm living far in the future It's kind of nice my truck, dude, any day now, any week now, I'm going to get the title and officially own that thing. For real, I can feel it. It's been about four and a half, maybe five months. <laughs> any second now, I'm going to get that title. Uh, I'm supposed to meet with the uh, seller this week, uh, Thursday or Friday. And I'm going to go get, I'm going down to the courthouse to fill out some paperwork. And that's still a whole thing. Uh, they, oh my gosh, I can't even get into it without me getting all worked up again. But it looks like it's it's going down this week, so I'm pretty pumped about that. <sighs> yeah, that's about it for me updating stuff. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna jump right into Culture Corner. So here's my hip current story going on that I found this morning. So I read this headline and I read like the first paragraph and I was already starting to react to it pretty strongly. And so I just decided to stop reading the article and just go over it full live on the podcast. I thought it would be better. So hopefully I didn't just mess everything up by not <laughs> fully reading the article, but here we go. The article says, this is the title, A fine dining restaurant for dogs just opened in San Francisco, featuring a $75 tasting menu. So if you were looking for, a, if you were looking for new ways to throw away the little money you have, 
Here it is, folks. Um, this is the article. Doug, which opened in San Francisco's Mission District, features food items like hand-cut filet mignon tartare and poached quail eggs. For dogs, yeah. On September 25th, the new luxury cafe, blah, 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 best, but it's bespoke for this, come on. Let's see, some of the, okay, yeah, here it goes. As reported by the San Francisco Chronicle, Doug serves a range of delicacies out of its patisserie during the week, including Doug Dogachinos, paste pastries, and other tailored items. Dude, the goodness gracious, the horrible puns in this is just. On Sundays, the restaurant transforms into a bon appetit cafe. Bon appetit. Bon appetit cafe, where walk-in guests can enjoy a specialized seasonal three-course meal for the low price of seventy-five dollars. Their servers pour chicken mushroom soup tableside, and hungry canine guests lap up dishes like doggy petite gâteau. I don't know what that is. A rose-shaped cake filled with wild venison heart. Oh my gosh, dude. Is anybody into this? Here's the thing. This is my take. People are going to go for this. Dumb people with nothing going on in their lives are going to go to this. And rich people with nothing going on in their lives is going to go to this and say, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Isn't this amazing? The dog, look at how happy he is. You know how happy the dog is just getting regular dog food? Hot take? I don't know. Let's see. Here's a quote. Me and my wife, for me and my wife, there's nothing we wouldn't do for our family, for our dogs, he said. They give us so much. The most I can do is make them a meal that looks good. Do you think the dog cares at all? There's no way this dog cares. at it. The dog doesn't even know what's going on. Goodness gracious. What a waste. Hey, but you know what? This guy, Doug, whatever, that opened this thing, good for you, man. Good for you. Way to take advantage of idiots in the world. I support it. All for it. It's a simple philosophy, he said. Feed fresh, whole food that is in season and as close to its natural source as possible. That sounds great. That sounds like something you would do for, like, a regular restaurant, but it's for your dogs. You know what's funny? The people that take their dogs here are probably eating trash all the time. <laughs> <laughs> actually no nah, this is the same dude they're probably eating you know no carbs they're probably uh they probably got a pretty clean boring diet their dog's diet's probably more interesting than their diet actually this year the what we do generally anyway that's it that's the whole thing i'm not gonna read this whole stupid article that's it. Would anybody take your dog out? Any, any of you? There's probably somebody listening who's like, oh man, that actually sounds really great. Wish they had one of those in the Houston area. And, uh, you know, if you ever go to something like that, let me know. I'd love to hear how dumb it was. But, you know, I hope you have a great time with it. So anyway, that was my uh, culture corner. There it was. Dog restaurants. Dog restaurants with horrible puns. Okay, yeah, I'm done. <clears throat> so, anyway, I, um, 
when I was uh, trying to get ready for this and get everything set up, I really I realized I didn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> but um, last week, you know, we didn't have we weren't able to get together again and i told david i was like hey we getting together tomorrow da, da, da. and he said uh he was like hey i got a bunch of stuff going on i don't think i'm gonna be able to do it the next two weeks maybe you can knock out a solo one maybe i can do one and i was like all right cool and so i was gonna do one the next day and i woke up to do one in the morning and i had nothing had no ideas of anything to talk about and i thought well you know i'll just get i'll get get on with the day get some stuff done and maybe i'll you know, something will come to me by the afternoon and still had nothing. And then I started doing stuff. And the next thing you know, the whole day's over and I hadn't done anything and I still had no ideas. <laughs> so I told that I told him, I said, Hey man, I got nothing. I'm sorry. And, uh, but luckily he knocked one out. So good for him. So this week, similar situation, except, uh, I decided, hey, we can't just, I can't just not do one. We got to figure something out. So I got everything set up. And as I was getting everything set up with still nothing to talk about, I texted David and Caesar and said, hey, is there anything going on that we can talk about? Because I've got nothing. And uh, Caesar's so great, man. He's always got ideas of stuff to talk about. He sent me like six things. And uh, yeah, I didn't even know what like half of them were. But one of them, I figured we could do this. So um, one of the things they both mentioned, actually, and I was thinking maybe I would uh, comment on it, was uh, Kanye West recently did. Yeah, he's back in the news. He's back. Uh, he did an interview with Fox with, um, what's his name, Tucker Carlson. And that's been kind of floating around everywhere. And he's been talking about how him and Candace Owens just wore these White Lives Matter shirts to some fashion show, and it's been a big thing. And um, so anyway, I was going to play just a few minutes of that interview and uh, just uh, see where it goes. So that's what we're going to do here. So get this plugged in, man. All right, so here we go. We'll just, I don't know how much I'm going to play, but here's a few minutes of it, and we'll talk about it. So you just came from Paris Fashion Week, you just landed, and the lanyard's still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that, and that you designed that? Yes. Why, what does that mean? Uh, it just represents life, I'm pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen, I agree. I don't care about people's responses, I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one and that's God. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm starting to see why they want to make you be quiet. Um, how, when did you start to feel this way? When did you start to realize this? I really felt like, I think I started to really feel this need to express myself on another level when Trump was running for office and I liked him. Yes. And every single person in Hollywood, from my ex-wife to my mother-in-law to my manager at that time to you know my my so-called friends slash handlers around me told me like if i said that i like trump that my career would be over that my life would be over uh they said stuff like people get killed for wearing a hat like that they threatened my life they put my life they basically said that i would be killed 
uh, for uh, wearing the hat. I had a, a, someone call me last night and said anybody wearing a White Lives Matter shirt is gonna be green lit and that means that they're gonna beat them up if they wear it and I'm like, you know, okay, green light me then. <laughs> you, know, you know, God builds warriors in a different way. I don't know if it's because of me being a born in Atlanta and growing up on the south side of Chicago that, you know, he made me for such a such a time like this. It's like with David, you know, he tended to the sheep, but while he was out there, he had to fight all kinds of animals. So when it was time for Goliath to come, you thought because he was a sheep herder that he didn't have the skill set to take down Goliath. And the thing that I have is the position, I have my heart, but the number one thing is we have God on our side. And for the people, even if you don't believe in God, God believes in you. So you made reference to the White Lives Matter t-shirt mm -hmm. which you brought out at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Why, why did you do that and what did it mean? You know, I, did, I do certain things from a feeling. I like, I just, I just channeled the energy. It just feels right. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God and just brilliance. You know, like as if you asked like Tanya Harding how she did the, the triple flip or the triple spin, yeah. she was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a, in a comp in competitive format, it just happened. Like it happened outside of practice, it happened in the real format. And that's, what hap that's what's happening is God is like preparing us for the real, for the real battles. And we are, we are in a battle with the media. Like the majority of the media has a, a godless agenda and the jokes are not working. This whole like, oh yeah, he's crazy and all these things, they don't work because the media has, you know, they've also watched travesties happen, just even specifically to me, and just watch it and act like it wasn't happening. And they stay quiet about it. Uh, what if they, so, what if they what, was I want to answer the, the white, yeah. I, I feel like someone caught what I was saying, the comparison of Tanya Harden about the, the white lives matter. You know, my dad is a educated, um, ex black Panther. And he put a text to me today. He said, white lives matter. Ha 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 ha. And I said, I thought the shirt was a funny, shirt i thought the idea of me wearing it was funny and i said dad what do you think it was funny he said just just a black man stating the obvious yeah. and you know my dad doesn't listen to rap music and he's like super educated we, we opened up a water distribution center in the dominican republic together he's like the original steve jobs but he was getting blocked every which way with all of his ideas and he didn't have uh, an endless bank account and he didn't have an instagram so all these ideas he had to like take them back and compress them like my dad is the most brilliant person that i know and we actually have a strained relationship because i was taken from him because my mom was an actress so she was a liberal and my dad would see certain things and say you know, we should do it this way, we should do it that way. And the people got around my mom and pulled her away, much like, 
you know, Kim is a Christian, but she has people who want her to go to Interview Magazine and put her out while she's a 40-something-year-old multi-billionaire with four black children. And this is what, how fashion wants to, uh, how they want to present her. So I know you give these, um, you get these questions and I give you like these three-part answers. Is this a cool format for you? Yeah, I love it. it. Okay, cool. And I am following it. All right. So yeah, there you go. Um, it's a long interview. I think it goes on for at least an hour or so. I've only watched the first like 15, 20 minutes or so of it. So I haven't listened to the whole thing, but uh, you can check it out on YouTube or whatever if you're interested. Um, but yeah, I mean, people have very, um, what's the word, like varying opinions on Kanye ever since he came out claiming to be a Christian and loving Jesus and all that. And, uh, you know, you know is, it a, is it publicity stunts? Is it this and that? See, I don't know, man. I, my take on him is I think he's legit in the sense of I think he's really... I think he really has, uh, you know, had an encounter with Jesus and he's trying to live his life, uh, you know, as a good Christian, whatever that is. Um, obviously, he's not perfect. Nobody is. He's still very new to the Christian game. Um, so, you know, take he's a baby Christian, I guess you'd say. But uh, you know what I, what I do love about him <clears throat> is uh, he will talk about Jesus more than most Christians that I know. Like he said, uh, I mean, the whole first like, like two minutes of that interview was him just like talking about Jesus and being like, yo, I'm pro God. I'm, you know, God's on our side. God, this Jesus, that, you know, he'll talk more about if you watch, uh, if you watch like, uh, any of his interviews from the last, like, I don't know, a few years or so, uh, maybe not any of them, but most of his interviews from the last few years, if you watch him, he'll talk more about Jesus in like five minutes than most Christians I know in like a year, you know? <laughs> He's just like always talking about Jesus. And uh, I think that's, I find that to be, you know, admirable. I think that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, man. He's uh, the whole White Lives Matter thing. You know, I'm a white dude. My life matters, obviously. I think the whole wearing the shirt to the fashion week, you know, you, it's, it just seems like it's a little more confrontational than necessary. Um, it's not wrong, obviously. White lives do matter. Obviously, black lives matter, for sure. Obviously, duh. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was just trying to do a little publicity stunt. And I'm sure a lot of it was genuine as well, but... You know, anytime you get Candace Owen involved, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm not going to talk a bunch of politics on here with you guys. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think it was Andrew Willis who came by the church at some point, like, I don't know, like 10 years ago or something. And he went on this whole rant one day <clears throat> talking about keep your politics out of the pulpit. And uh, I always, I thought, I always thought that was really good. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got some junk in my throat. But yeah, I hate listening to messages and hearing them just talk about like, you know, the Democrats are doing this, the Republicans are doing this. If if only the Republicans would do this as if like one side is obviously right when we we all know, you know, that both sides have horrible people and good people on both sides. And uh, 
anyway, I'm all for like keeping the politics out of the pulpit. Let's just preach Jesus and the Bible and, uh, you know, let's not get distracted by some governor who might, who may or may not have manipulated you into thinking they're great, you know? But anyway, that's my take. Go listen to the interview if you're interested. <clears throat> the, uh, you know, the quarter of it that I did listen to was pretty interesting. So there you go. Some of the other things, uh, I think I told you that, you know, Caesar listed off like a whole bunch of <laughs> options of stuff for us to talk about. Some of the other ones he mentioned was uh, apparently Disney is releasing a Hocus Pocus 2. Because why wouldn't you release another add-on slash remake of something that was successful in the past? Why come up with a new idea? Anyway, um, Hocus Pocus 2. He said, should Christian parents allow that content in their house? And I don't know. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2. I don't even know if it's out yet. Or he said released in the past tense. Okay, so apparently it's out. I don't know. Hocus Pocus 1, I definitely saw at some point when I was a kid. You know, Halloween's coming up. Um, I don't really remember it. I know it was about some witches. I think they were trying to be young. You know, classic witch stuff. Getting old and wrinkly, trying to get young and pretty again. Using spells and whatnot. And I don't know, I grew up in a house where, uh, you know, my parents wouldn't let me... Uh, anything that had to do with magic, we couldn't check out because, you know, the Bible talks about not being involved with magic and witchcraft and all. Which I agree with the Bible, okay? Relax. I don't know, but a lot of these movies, like, we couldn't watch Harry Potter because, you know, they're all wizards and there's magic and stuff going on. <clears throat> and uh, I don't think that was necessary. Um, we, I, my parents threw away, my mom threw away my Pokemon cards at some point. I had a, had a few Pokemon cards. And uh, I remember at some point my dad was doing some yard work, so there was a fire in the backyard. And at some point, I, I saw my mom out there. I don't remember how I realized it, but I realized that my Pokemon cards were in the fire in the backyard. And I was like, what is going on here? I had a Charizard whatever thing. I remember I had a cool card in there. Anyway, I was like, yeah, you can't be doing that. They, you know, because those monsters, it's monsters, they evolve. And that's not what the Bible says because there's evolution involved in this made up game. You and anyway, that was probably not necessary. I knew it was a game and they weren't, you know. Anyway, I think a lot of people get pretty, uh, they get a little overboard with it. Um, this is just my opinion. Do whatever you want. I'm not in charge of your kids. I don't think it's that big of a deal <laughs> if they see some movie that references a magic thing. Um, I think, you know, like anything, just talk with your kids. Um, that's usually... Usually the problem is you haven't talked with your kid. So talk to your kids here. Tell them why you don't think, what, tell them why it's bad. What, what, what are you talking about that's bad? You tell them, hey, the Bible says this about magic, this and that. You know, we don't practice magic because of this and that and da da da. And this is why this movie is, you know, just, just talk to them, man. <clears throat> if my parents had just said something, you know, I, I, I don't think I would be some horrible wiccan or something because i saw harry potter as a kid <laughs> you know i don't know i think uh i think the uh the 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 rate of people that turned to practice magic because they saw harry potter um is pretty low if not zero so you know what are you protecting them from 
besides just making them miss out on interesting stories. Anyway, so should you let them watch Hocus Pocus 2? I don't know, man. Up to you. I'm, I'm not really worried about it. Another thing he mentioned, he said Halloween candy being replaced with fentanyl. Uh, which that sounds not so good. Is that Are they doing that? Are they putting... What do you mean replace? Do you mean like putting a little bit of fentanyl in the candy? Or do you mean just not a Snickers bar, here's a whole bunch of fentanyl? Because <laughs> replaced seems pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, um, but that's always been a thing, right? Is that there's <clears throat> knives or something in the candy. I don't know, man. Just, you know, come on, parents. Use some common sense. Right? Yeah, the other thing here says McDonald's adult Happy Meals. Don't know anything about that. I'm not even going to... Yeah, we're done with that. I think we're done here, people. I think we're done. We talked about it. We did it, right? Halloween's coming up. Talk to your kids. Tell them why different things are bad. Why we do this and that. What's a made-up game? You know, do it. Um, the whole Kanye West thing. Check it out. See for yourself. I, if you are actually interested in it, for real, you should just watch it. Don't go watch somebody talking about it. Like what I'm doing right now. Don't get your st info from me. <laughs> go watch the thing. Because otherwise you'll just get like a twisted version of the story that's either pro or con Kanye slash Fox News. So if you're actually interested and want to know what's going on with it, go watch it yourself. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry we got such a small kind of bleh episode today. Hopefully it was better than nothing. And, uh, yeah, have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next week. We love ya. This is The Refuge Project.